Hello, everyone. Welcome into Yelling from the Couch. I'm Brent Humphreys, joined by my co-host, Gage Burdovich. Gage, how you doing today? Doing good, Brent. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, got a lot of NFL to pick this week. We got the 13 games we're going to go over here. Uh, four teams on a bye on this week nine. Uh, last week was a pretty good week overall for both of us. Uh, I went 12-3 and three in my picks. Bringing my total to 67 and 47, and you went nine and six, uh, bringing yours to 63 and 51 on the season. Not a bad week for either one of us, yeah, definitely a lot better than last week. Um, so yes. after going four and eight, it will take a nine and six, absolutely, man. Uh, every team played last week. Uh, this week, there'll be four teams on a bye. Um, uh, we always talk about the Thursday night game. Uh, sometimes we're recording on Thursdays, and sometimes we're not. Well, uh, last night we we didn't have the opportunity to record because the Tennessee Titans played the Pittsburgh Steelers with the Steelers winning twenty to sixteen in Pittsburgh. Gage, you attended that game, is why we did not record last night. That How is true. Uh, that game, like I was just telling you a little bit ago before we started, that was the best experience I've ever had. I've been to a Sunday game before, Sunday afternoon game. But going to a primetime football game, at least for the Steelers, I mean, it could just be any team, but being a Steelers fan, obviously, going to Akershire Stadium and seeing all the terrible towels going, seeing all the lights go in and out um, for introductions or for a touchdown, uh, having Renegade play in the fourth quarter, it, I mean, I couldn't have asked for anything better. And I think it would have been that way, win or loss, but a win just makes it sweeter. Yeah, exciting win all the way up until the very end. Uh, Will Levis throws an interception uh, near the goal line to uh, seal it for Pittsburgh. Uh, Will Levis actually played played pretty decently yesterday after his debut, where he played really great, finding D Hop for you know three out of his four touchdowns. Uh, Pittsburgh, you know, they still got some issues offensively. Uh, with uh, Kenny Pickett uh, and uh, George Pickens. What was up with George Pickens? Only, you know, one catch last night. I don't know what was going on. He had one catch. I think it was like negative two yards. And he was just being a diva, throwing a fit. Um, Like the the catch that was in the end zone that got ruled incomplete because he only had one foot in. He He makes those catches every time. And I didn't realize, I saw a picture earlier today of how much room he actually had to be able to drag the toe, and Mm -hmm. he didn't. So he's been playing very lazy recently, and I don't know why. Yeah, it's just strange to see uh, in a bright spot, though, uh, Deontay Johnson gets his first touchdown in, I believe, it was over two years. Yep, 22 games it was. Yeah, that's always a nice thing right there to get him back on track. Uh, pretty good receiver there. But a uh, big win for the Steelers to, you know, go to 5-3 and three on the season and kind of stay in that AFC North race. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting race all the way down to the end. I mean, AFC North is always a tough division. Um, even the Browns this year are playing good. So you're going to have four teams, and it wouldn't surprise me if three of them made the playoffs. Yeah, I agree with you there, absolutely. Well, uh, we will get started then with our picks for the week, and we will start out the early morning game on Sunday, 9.30. 
the NFL travels to Frankfurt, Germany, and they're giving them a good one. Miami Dolphins will face the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 50-and-a-half. Gage, are you liking this one? I feel so bad for the people who went to the London games and watched the um, absolute horrible games that they put on there. But then you look at Germany, it's like, wow, we get two of the best teams in the NFL? What? Okay, cool. Um, Mm -hmm. Likely, you're going to start off the week here early with probably what's going to be game of the week, or at least one of the front runners for it. Um, I'm looking for both very good offenses to come out firing right away. Um, I expect the Kelsey Mahomes connection to be in full swing after last week. It was kind of, kind of lackadaisical a little bit. I think Kelsey only had like five catches, 50 yards. Um, but on the Dolphins side, I also look for them to really get it going with Tyreek Hill, um, Raheem Mostert, especially in the passing game. Um, I didn't realize till earlier today he leads the league in rushing touchdowns with 10. He's the only running back to have 10 rushing touchdowns so far this year. And I don't think he scored any in like two weeks. So, um, you know, the Chiefs, they're coming off a surprising loss against Denver that I don't think anyone thought they would have lost. The Dolphins coming off a rather dominant divisional win uh, against the Patriots. And it's really going to help them having Jalen Ramsey back. Um, had a pick last week. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets another one this week, um, especially with the way that Mahomes has been turning the ball over this year. Um, so due to defense alone, I don't think it's going to be any lack of offensive power, but due to defense alone, I'm going to take the Dolphins on this, and I'm going to take the points. I'm with you on this one, man. I'm going to go Dolphins as well. This game has got fun written all over it, though. This is going to be high-powered uh, offense explosion for both sides here. Mahomes last week, they were kind of – had a little off week there. Uh, I guess he had the flu maybe the night before is what they're trying to say now is why he was so off on Sunday. Anyways, uh, you know, I think they'll get it back going this week. Uh, Miami is always explosive, uh, and I think that they'll continue that this week. I think that they'll win. I think that the over is going to hit here. Uh, the big question is, will Taylor Swift travel to Germany to uh, be in attendance for this Chiefs game? It's going to be a big question considering last week she wasn't there and look what happened. I mean, if the Chiefs won any chance of winning, I think she has to go. I think she's got to to get that passport ready and get over there to Germany. Got to, right? (laughs) We'll see. I mean, the big question is, does she even have a passport? I would assume she does, Mm -hmm. but maybe maybe she had one that expired. She hasn't had any reason to travel outside the country. Who knows? Maybe. It'll be interesting to see. Tickets for this game's low as $214, by the way. Oh, well, if that's all. <laughs> that's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, the next game uh, coming back over stateside here will be the uh, Minnesota Vikings traveling to Atlanta to face the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, what do you think about this matchup? I think the loss of Kirk Cousins is really going to hurt this team. And it might even just have ruined their playoffs. It ruined their whole season. Yeah, they traded to get Josh Dobbs from the Cardinals, but he, he's not anywhere near close to what Kirk Cousins is. And they're not even starting him this week. They're giving the ball to rookie Jaron Hall, who I think he played at BYU, and that's about the extent of what I know of him. Um, for the rookie's first start, 
I expect uh, Atlanta to bring a lot of blitzes, a lot of different exotic pressures, mix up the coverage a bit. Hall probably not going to do too well in this game. Um, and it's not like they really have a good run game with Alexander Madison. He's been awful this year. Um, on the Falcons side of the ball, they announced earlier in the week Desmond Ritter's going to be heading to the bench. Taylor Heineke's going to be starting. And I'm definitely going to be riding the Heineke train, at least on this one. Give me Atlanta. Give me the points. Yeah, I'm with you here. Crack open the Heineke and uh, drink up. Uh, They're going to win this game. Uh, They're going to cover the spread here. Minnesota was just getting started, too, just starting to roll uh, with Kirk Cousins. They had won three in a row. Uh, He was starting to get a good rapport with uh, Jordan Addison. Uh, Jefferson was out. He was starting to come on, though. But with that injury, I think that derails any kind of hopes the Vikings have for the playoffs this year. Uh, like you said, they traded for Dobbs. They got Hall coming in. Nobody knows about what he's going to be like. I doubt he's going to step in and, and have a Will Levis-type performance. So give me the Falcons here. Um, maybe they get Bijan going again. Uh, maybe they remember he's there and there's you know <laughs> they get that going. But I think that the Falcons will win. They'll cover this one here. So, uh, yeah, I'll take the Falcons as well. The next 1 o'clock matchup, the Arizona Cardinals travel to Cleveland to face the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland's a 10-point favorite in this one. Gage, what do you think about this matchup? Do we know yet, is Kyler going to play, or are they going to that rookie, Clayton Toon? I am not sure on that, actually. I've heard different reports. Some say he might be ready. Some say he may not be. I'm going to go at this as if Kyler's not playing this week. So, you know, Josh Dobbs is gone. Uh, so, like, likely going to be Clayton Toon, their rookie, going to be starting. And for a rookie's first start, you definitely don't want him to go against the Cleveland defense that is this year's. Um, they're just way too good. I think he's going to get swallowed by Miles My- Garrett off the edge. Um and, you know, on the Cleveland side of the ball, I think they said Deshaun's going to play this week. But whether it's him or P.J. Walker, I doubt it would even matter. I'm going to take Cleveland on this, but I don't think they cover. Ten points just seems like a lot, and I don't think they do it. Yeah, uh, they've got uh, Murray listed as questionable, but like you said, I don't think it matters here. Um, I'm going to take Cleveland as well. I don't think they'll cover. That defense is so good. But I think that uh, it'll be a close one, you know, because they're not going to score a whole lot here in this game. Uh, Cardinals just traded Josh Dobbs. Like you said, they'll have Clayton Toon or Murray could, you know, end up playing. But I don't think it'll matter him coming back this first game like that. Uh, Give me Cleveland with that one. And uh, Arizona covers the spread. Next matchup, the L.A. Rams travel to Green Bay to face the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are a three-point favorite? Gage, what do you think about this one? Uh, I don't even know what to say about this Rams team anymore. It depends weekly which version of the team is actually going to show up. They got blown out by Dallas last week. Um, I think the score is a lot closer than what the game actually should have been. With the way Dallas was just slinging it, it era, the Rams had no answer for it. However, I mentioned this last week about the Packers. They always get off to a super slow start. As a Pittsburgh fan, I know what that's like. They get off to a super slow start, and then come the, you know, the third and fourth quarter, they start to ramp it up a little bit. Um, 
I think the Rams, though, they're going to get back on track this week. They're going to score early and often. Um, and with the troubles that the Packers have been having on offense, I don't expect them to be able to keep up. So I'm actually I'm going to take the Rams on this. Give me the underdogs. I'm going to go with you on this one too, man. I just don't think the Packers offensively, they've just been, you know, they don't have it. Jordan Love is not working out as the quarterback up there in Green Bay. Uh, the Rams can put up points. Uh, they got blown out last week against Dallas. Didn't look very good. But they can still throw the ball around. I think that they'll do that again this week against the Packers. Like you said, the Packers start out slow and don't move a whole lot even after they, they get going. Uh, give me the Rams in this one. And the over-under is 38 and a half. Uh, man, that's kind of low. I'll take the under on that, too. I was going to say, I'll take the under on that, yeah. The next matchup is uh, the Washington Commanders traveling to Foxborough to face the New England Patriots. New England is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Gage, who you like in this matchup? New England being the favorite really surprises me. I mean, Washington last week, even in a loss to Philly, they put up 31 points against what is one of the best defenses in the league. Now, always, you know, that divisional matchup is always a good one. But 31 points against a Phillies defense that has been very stifling this season. The Patriots, I mean, what what do they have? I think Kendrick Bourne is out for the year, I'm pretty sure. Um, they don't really have much. Mac Jones is Mac Jones. He, he'll maybe throw for 225, maybe a touchdown, probably a pick or two. That's about the extent of that. Um I saw Juju Smith-Schuster got his first touchdown last week. Uh, I doubt that'll continue, though. Uh, Give me Washington on this one. Uh, Apparently, the underdogs I'm going to take. I'm going to go with you on Washington, too. A couple of weeks ago, I had said that Belichick needed to retire. It's over with. And then they went out and they won the game. (laughs) But they come back last week. They lost to the Dolphins, which there's no shame in that. A lot of teams lose to the Dolphins. But the Commanders played really well last week against the Eagles. Now, if the Patriots come out and they beat the Commanders this week, that'll tell me that the Commanders just have an answer, I guess, to play Philly really well, or Philly plays down to them or whatnot. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Commanders will come out and the Commanders will beat the Patriots, and it'll be the upset. You heard the – the little story that uh, they're floating around that uh, maybe the commanders should trade for Bill Belichick. No, I did not hear that one. Yeah. So the pose supposedly there's, they're wanting to trade for Bill Belichick and he writes the ship for the commanders and gets the, you know, the stink of Daniel Snyder and all of them off of that and get them back in the direction they need to be as his, as he goes into retirement. I mean, can't be any worse than what they got now in Washington, but uh, that would be very interesting to say the least if that happened. I don't see it happening, but that would definitely shake up the NFL world. Yeah, I don't see it happening either, but, you know, the way he's been the last couple years without Brady, a fresh start might be best for him and for the Patriots too. So, I mean, it could be a win-win for everybody if it happens. Mm -hmm. We'll see how it plays out. Next matchup, the uh, Chicago Bears travel to New Orleans to face the New Orleans Saints. 
Saints are an eight-point favorite. Gage, what do you think about this matchup? Last week in Chicago, uh, Tyson Badgett, uh, once again, don't know if that's his last name, but I'm wrong with that pronunciation. Uh, he had his first taste of a real defense against the Chargers, and he didn't do so good. This week, he faces a team that has a pretty good high-powered offense between Kamara, uh, Shahid, who went for 153 yards on three catches last week, um, MT, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Derek Carr throwing the ball. And that's just an offense. Their defensive side, Cam Jordan, I mean, there's no way that I think Tyson Badgett is able to lead this team to a win. Um, Yeah. That's about it with that. Give me the Saints and give me the points. Yeah, the Saints just got too much firepower out there. Uh, they you know, put up 38 last week in Indy. Uh, they're rolling right now on offense. Like you said, they got too much on defense, too, for the Bears. Uh, Badgett, I mean, what what do they have here? Uh, Fields, I guess he's out again this week, right? Yeah. Uh, even if he comes back, I don't think it really matters. The Saints will beat them. Uh, they'll put up points against that Bears team. And I'll take them to cover as well. And, man, we have been, like, on the same page on quite a bit of these so far. <laughs> kind of scary. Uh, yeah, it could either go really good or really bad. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. Uh, the next matchup, it's it's pretty intriguing one here. The Seattle Seahawks will travel to Baltimore to face the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are a six-point favorite gauge. Are you liking this one? Despite Baltimore's record, you have seen signs this season of them being very up and down, especially on the offensive side. And you, you go back to their game against Pittsburgh when the uh, receivers couldn't hold on to the ball and they ended up losing. Then you look at last week and it's like, wow, this is a completely different Ravens team. I think it's another case of, you know, which version of the team's going to show up. The Seahawks side of the ball, they've started to come alive recently, getting all four of their receivers involved. Even there uh, was a 499-40 guy, Jake Bobo, who went undrafted still, you know, getting some rushing touchdowns, getting a couple of receiving touchdowns. Jackson Smith and Jigba, they're really starting to involve him. And then, you know, you have your two vets, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett on that team. This may be coming from my Baltimore hatred. It may also not be. I'm going to take the Seahawks here. Um, obviously, once again, taking the underdogs. I think it's going to be a really good game, though, and I think it's going to be really close as well. well I think this is where we disagree on this one. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, also, I have a hatred for the Ravens as well, but I just feel like where this game is going to be at Baltimore, that Baltimore will pull out the win here. Seattle coming from the West Coast, uh, 1 o'clock game into Baltimore. That really shouldn't matter. They should get in plenty of time. But I think that uh, Baltimore kind of struggled a little bit last week. You know, put up some points, though, against the Cardinals. I think that they'll win. That rushing attack is is going pretty good. I don't think Gus Edwards is going to run for three touchdowns every week. But uh, they'll win. It'll be a low-scoring game in this one. It'll be an ugly one. But uh, the Ravens will win, and I'm taking the under on that 44-and-a-half. Oh, yeah, give me the under on that as well. The next matchup, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to Houston to face the Houston Texans. Houston's a three-point favorite in this one. Gage, you liking this matchup? 
after such a strong start to the season, I had such high hopes for the Texans, but they gave the Panthers their first win of the season last week, which we talked about a little bit, how it was going to be rookie quarterback versus rookie quarterback. Gave all the praise to C.J. Stroud. Oh, he's going to be offensive rookie of the year. Bryce Young just said, nah, nah, not happening. Um, so I think there's a little bit of, to be said about that. Uh, man. I feel like this is going to be another one where we differ as well, just because of you always going against the Bucks. But I think <laughs> with, with the Bucks, you have Rashad White, Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans, the rest of the team. They battled hard with the Bills last week, even you, even though they lost. Um, and they haven't looked as bad as their record may suggest. Stroud, probably still the current front runner of offensive rookie of the year. Just hasn't been able to get it going over the past couple games for whatever reason. I think he takes another L here. Give me the Bucks, And obviously, again, the underdogs. I am going opposite with you here. I'm <laughs> taking the Houston Texans. This is a get-back, get-right game for them here. Uh, they're going to beat the Bucks. What else is there to say here on this one? I mean, Tampa Bay, come on, whatever. Uh CJ Stroud, Nico Collins, that connection, it's going to get back up and going again. I know they had, uh, they connected four times last week. Uh, they're going to connect for a lot more. Nico Collins is going to run over that defense back there. Houston will win. Houston covers the spread in that one. How did I know you Stop were going it. to go against Tampa Bay on that? Yeah, man, you know, we've, we've differed only a couple of times in that, <laughs> that one for sure. <laughs> We, uh, we head to the 4 o'clock afternoon matchups. There's only three this week. The Indianapolis Colts travel to Charlotte to face those Carolina Panthers that got their first win last week. Indy's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, who are you liking this one? Yeah, like we just got done talking about the Panthers coming off their first win. Surprising fashion, to say the least. Um, and the Colts, their defense was non-existent against the Saints. Um, the Colts offense, though, they've shown they can move and score. They've scored at least 20 points in their last five. They've scored 20 points in seven out of eight games this season. I don't know if the Panthers are going to be able to keep up with the Colts offense. Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, Josh Downs, Minshew Mania. I think Minshew Mania is going to run wild this week. Give me the Colts. Give me the points. I'm with you here. The uh, win streak ends for Carolina at one. Uh, Bryce Young, he did find Adam Thielen quite a bit last week. Haven't really heard a lot of Adam Thielen since he's went to Carolina, but I don't think that matters. Uh, they won't be able to stop uh, the Colts this week. Minshew Mania, like you said, uh, going to run wild. They're going to defeat the Panthers. Uh, like I said, put that win streak to bed at one. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to pick against the Panthers every week because they're in the same division as the Buccaneers. But uh, give me Indy in this one, and Indy will cover. Yeah, the two-and-a-half point spread. The next matchup, <laughs> the New York football Giants yeah. travel out to Las Vegas to face the Las Vegas Raiders. The Vegas Raiders are a two-point favorite after all the turmoil they've had this past week. Gage, what do you think about that matchup? This game should be like a, an even draw on the spread, and the over/under should be seven. This game is going to be so bad. 
uh, you know, the Raiders, they fire their head coach, fire their general manager, they bench their starter quarterback, they name their rookie Aiden O'Connell the starter. The Giants, they get Daniel Jones back, who, I mean, let's face it, he hasn't been doing great this season. Tyrod Taylor, I thought, was actually doing pretty good, but I don't know how he's doing after, after his injury. Um, so yeah, like I said, this game's going to be awful. However, however, the Giants do have one key part, and his name is Saquon Barkley. I think the Giants will run and run and run and run and run some more. I think Barkley had, like, 36 touches last week, something like that. It was something mm-hmm. yep. unheard of. Um, I think they do that again this week. I think Saquon will get a little tired, but I don't think that'll matter. Devontae Adams continues to be upset with this team. Give me the Giants and give me the points. Wow. What do you say about this game? I mean, like you said, this game should be this should be the 930 game played out in space somewhere. It's this gonna be this bad. Tommy DeVito, that that guy played quarterback <laughs> last week and threw for minus one yard. It's like, okay, cool. Uh wow. Uh they got Saquon. He did score a touchdown, DeVito did, uh rushing. Uh, I mean, you know, what what do you and then the Raiders on the other end of it. Jimmy G is benched, uh, overthrowing Devontae Adams for at least two that was, you know, he was wide open and would have took it to the house. And then you've seen Adams' frustration on the sidelines when he comes over and he takes his helmet and he's like, I want to throw it. No, I'm not. Now I'm going to slam it. And he slams it. And then it's like after that, uh, you know, they're like, all right, we need to clean house here. Uh, so they did. And now the Raiders. I have Antonio Pierce as an interim head coach, former Giant. Give me the Raiders in this one to rally around their interim head coach and to defeat the Giants at home. And Devontae Adams is going to have a big game this week. Give me the Raiders. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'll roll with the Raiders there. (laughs) The – Last four o'clock matchup will be the Dallas Cowboys traveling to Philly to face the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are a three-point favorite in this one. Gage, who you like in this matchup? I mentioned earlier when we were talking about Washington a little bit, the NFC East matchups, for whatever reason, could just be because it's a divisional game, but they are always, always good. The Giant, or sorry, the Eagles last week in a shootout with the Commanders. Um, that's a great example of that. The Cowboys, once again, it's one of these situations where it all depends what team shows up. And it feels like each week the Cowboys are either scoring 40 or getting beaten by 40. Um, it, man, this one was hard to pick just because you don't know who's going to show up. You don't know if Dallas is going to be able to stop the tush push like Washington did last week. Um. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, Man, I'm going to take the birds in this. Uh, I will take Philadelphia. Uh, It's probably going to be like a one-score game. Uh, Probably, I don't know if it's going to be one score in the sense of a field goal or a touchdown, but I'm not going to take the points. 
this game could go either way. Like you said, it depends on which Dallas Cowboys team shows up. If it's the team that showed up last week, they got a real good shot. If it's the team that showed up against the 49ers a few weeks back, look out. The Eagles have rolled just about all year aside from that game against the Jets. I think they do it again this week. I think the Eagles will win. And give me the Eagles cover in this one here. I think if they're going to win, that they're going to win in style at home. Give me the Eagles to cover this spread. The Sunday night matchup, the Buffalo Bills travel to Cincinnati to face the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, are you liking this matchup? I am so looking forward to this game. I'm so glad it's on Sunday night football. I think it's another potential game of the week right behind KC and Miami. The Bengals offense, they've been really clicking recently, while Buffalo, they've kind of been spitting and spattering by a little bit, going 2-2 two and two in their last four. The Bengals defense, they have been super strong the past few weeks. Um, last week, great example, they beat down Purdy and the whole 49ers team. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you happy with this one. I'm gonna take Cincinnati and I am gonna take the points. Oh my man. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm gonna go with it too, man. Last week Joe Burrow had a great day at quarterback. He was twenty eight for thirty two, two hundred and eighty three yards, three touchdowns. Just an awesome game for him. Uh Mixon had eighty seven yards rushing, chase a hundred yards. Purdy threw for a bunch of yards, but it it didn't matter. The San Francisco couldn't get anything going, really. McCaffrey, uh, he scored a touchdown. He always scores a touchdown. He scored two, actually, receiving and rushing. But aside from that, they didn't really do a whole lot against the Bengals. Uh, you know, the Bengals even turned the ball over twice or once. Uh, San Francisco. The Bills, like you said, have been struggling. Uh, that offense has been sputtering all year long. Really haven't got anything going for a few weeks now, and I don't think they'll get it going again this week against the Bengals. Give me the Bengals to win. Give me the Bengals to cover and make that AFC North race stay tight. The Monday night matchup is uh, the L.A. Chargers traveling to East Rutherford, New Jersey, to face the New York Jets. Chargers are a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and it seems like they play every primetime game here recently. It seems like they're putting the Chargers on all these nighttime games. Three-and-four record. Who are you liking this matchup, Gage? It, you're right. It definitely does seem like that. I just wish it was against AL, but uh... – a better opponent this week. The Jets, they're not good. They have Brees Hall, but that's about it. The Chargers, like you said, yeah, they're three and four, but I do think they're better than what their record shows. They've had a couple, you know, very close games, one score games where they're either their defense blows up in the very end or their offense just can't get it done on the final drive. But like I said, besides for Brees Hall, what do the Jets really have? They haven't had anything special or even any offensive hope since the last snap Aaron Rodgers took. And then all hope just left that organization and fan base. Chargers, like I said, like the Bucks, they're better than their 3-4 and four record may suggest. 
The Chargers desperately need a win here, and I think they get exactly that. I'm going to take the Chargers. I'm going to take the points. I'm rolling with you as well again, man. The Jets just looked awful last week in a game that was just horrible, and they couldn't get enough of each other after 60 minutes. They had to take that awful thing into overtime. (laughs) This week, the Jets, they got a good defense. The Chargers, their offense – pretty good it'll be a good matchup between those two but on the other side of the ball the Jets won't be able to do anything against the Chargers like you said they got Brees Hall and who else I mean they got Garrett Wilson but who's throwing to him give me the Chargers in this one I think that they'll put up points I think that they'll cover that spread and the Chargers will get back to 500 and I guess we'll see him in another primetime game next week who knows I mean it seems like it's every week so uh, I'll take the Chargers there. And, man, we uh, agreed quite a bit this week. So, like you said, it could be a good week for us. It could be a really bad week. We'll just uh, have to wait and see. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I think we made some really good picks. Um, I think that even our disagreements, they really could go either way. I mean, you can't – like some of these matchups, you can't say, like, for sure, especially the ones we disagreed on. You can't say for sure that, oh, these are going to be the ones that – you know, how could you pick that team or anything like that? Um, but also, yeah, oh, go ahead. Oh, you go ahead, man. Well, I was just going to say, also looking ahead to next week, you want to talk about primetime games. How about that Thursday night game with Carolina and Chicago going to uh, try and play football, I guess. Man, you know, I, uh, I wish we'd be able to pick that game. You know, I really wish we did Thursday night picks because that would be just oh, that would be horrible. Talk <laughs> <laughs> about snooze fest right there, man. Who's gonna watch that game? That will be the game that if you have any plans to do during the week at nighttime, make it on Thursday because you don't have to worry about watching that because you're not gonna miss anything. And then, you know, looking forward to to next Sunday a little bit, we talked about the great matchup in Germany this week. Well, for the encore, we're giving them the Colts-Patriots next Sunday morning. So, I mean, you know, saving the best for last there, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And also, uh, we talked about it a little bit past couple weeks, the World Series definitely ending in a different fashion than (laughs) what either of us said. Yeah. Uh, who would have thought that the Rangers would have won in, what was it, five games? Yeah. Like, that blew my mind. But you talked about Nathan Eovaldi having, you know, a great pitching uh, core. He, he did exactly that. He threw two gems in that World Series. Yeah, man. The, the Diamondbacks, you know, they you know had 84 wins, like one of the lowest totals to reach the World Series. Played pretty good for the most part, but like, like you know, you run into Eovaldi twice in a five-game period, it's not going to work out too good. And if you don't get the other games, it's over. And that's exactly what happened there. Um, Scherzer uh, pitched a few innings, and, you know, his back went out. But the next game starter come in and, and took over, and, and they didn't look back. And the Rangers won it. A good series. Rangers deserved it. Uh, first World Series win for the Rangers. Uh, like you said, it was you know not seven games like we had thought it was going to go, but uh, a good series nonetheless for the Rangers there. Yeah, well, man, 
uh, we'll check out these games this week, see how they go, and uh, we'll see you in the next week, man. All righty. It was good talking again, and I'll talk to you later. Yay!